Hey friends, it's Jeremy. If you're enjoying the show and having fun, I'd like to ask for a brief moment of your time to leave us a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening on. And for the latest Fantasy Pants news, updates, and other random shit, be sure to check out our Instagram at FantasyPantsPod. of her mount and the sound of a howl. Die coyotes did come, mouths eager for meat, though the hunt would soon end in a bitter defeat. One coyote ran free, one horse torn to shreds, and hand ripped from stomach of a beast that lay dead. And it struck, oh, it struck. It struck fucking hard. Oh, yeah. Good evening, New Hampshire! How you doing? <laughs> How we doing? I'm doing all right. All right. <laughs> Not as great as you're doing, apparently. <laughs> I had a third rock star. Yeah, I'm that thing's kicking amazing. in. Uh-oh, uh-oh. I had a second rock star. My wife's listening. Ooh, second rock star. There was two ouch. of them. Get God. Ouch. Get God. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh-oh. Uh, I'm feeling great. I'm feeling amazing. I'm feeling... Absolutely terrific. I'm not feeling that great. That's a shame, because we're going to have a good night. We're going to have a fun, fun night here at Fancy Pants Studios. But before we get to that, I have a correction I have to make. And maybe, just maybe, Jeremy's about to have a little bit better of a night, because... Maybe. Is this a wedgie? This is a wedgie. Uh, it's, a, it's a wedgie. I have a couple wedgies. Let me touch on one real fast. Uh, it's a small one. Last combat, uh, basically because you guys have taken a long time, my notes had planned for the coyote battle to happen around, uh, you know, it's sort of later in the day, um, setting sun, all that. It's going to keep full light. The fight ended up happening at night under moonlight. I kind of forgot to put that in my notes because it was sort of an on-the-fly change, and I should have rolled for, for uh, sort of like, a, um, you know, obscurity. Um, what's the fucking word? Dim light. So rolled for dim light, made it so you had uh, had, a, had a hard time with range attacks when they got sort of far away. But hey, no worries. Um, because there wasn't a lot of range attacks. All the ones that happened were very close, and we established there was very, very solid, strong moonlight piercing the fog surrounding you. And I think that's just fine. Okay, so that's just a little... <laughs> little one, little one. Here's the big one. Here's a big mama jama wedgie. Mm-hmm. It is huge. Yeah, we, we talked about this before, but you gotta is let everyone the sitting down. On this shit. This is wild. This is absolutely insane. Listeners. Sit down and hold on seat. to your panties. Take a seat, hold on to your pants. Jeremy, you gonna give us a big wedgie? Yeah, he's gotta say it first. All right, all right. He's gotta right. say it first, and then the we opened is the reaction. The last session on Letterkenny V Friends, and I made a particular quote. Jeremy attributed that quote to Ross, and I corrected him, falsely saying it was Chandler. The quote itself was actually Ross mimicking Chandler, and so I got to give Jeremy a button. 
Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. If you don't want it, fine. Uh, I'll, no, I'll keep the button. I'll, I'll take the button. No, my I'll ass, keep it. It's no, cool. No, my ass just hurts real bad. You dropped it. Oh, there it is. <laughs> oh my god! Hold right to you. Th- thank, thank you for the button. I'm gonna use that to buy new underwear. <laughs> Man, I could give less of a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I got a button in dire times now, hey, so I'm okay with it. I appreciate the button. I appreciate the button. I mean, I, I do wish we'd get more buttons for more relevant things. <laughs> it's, a, it's a fair system. Basically, you just kind of have to do something that pleases me or, or that I decide is, is, is proper, and then I give you a button. Perfectly fair, unbiased. Dance, great. Joker, dance. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else to touch on, or do you want to just dive right into the death of Jules the Roach. As long as we don't have to talk about friends anymore. Yeah. Yep. Well, let's go die. I'm good. I'd rather die. I could spend yep. an hour telling you how wrong you are. I would rather die. Yeah. All right, then. Great. Well, let's get to it, then. <laughs> let's get right to it. Let me get that sirenscape going. Oh, jeez. You stand here amidst corpses. Two bloody horse corpses lying around gnawed to the bone. Two coyotes, cut and torn, dropped. And as you stand here, as Chester screams, you see one of these stomachs, one of these coyotes' stomachs starts to writhe. Wet sounds. Sorry, listeners. As you see fingers tear through a a, a sort of cut, slit part of the stomach of this beast. And a hand leaps out covered in blood and ichor and goes to strike and I want a quick initiative roll. Did you just say ickies? Or Icker. What's Icker? Icker, Icor. Icor. I'm not familiar with this term. I think it's like gross black sticky stuff. Oh, okay. Okay. I mean, I'm not Miriam Webster, but I rolled good. Goddamn. You want to go first, Jeremy? No, because I'm going last. You can roll for Chester and Jean Franklin as well, by the yeah. way. Yeah, I got to pull up Jean Franklin. Uh, okay. Zeb got a 22. Okay. Uh, Jules got a 4. Chester got a 19. 17 for Jean. So all of you kill this thing before it gets to me, please. <laughs> this hand. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be a one round. Yeah. This, like you see this to make rip open. You see this hand just immediately, like as, as the fingers come free, just launches with a force. <laughs> Uh, uh, slooping out of the body right towards Jules. And with my 21 initiative, Ooh. only Zebulon nice. is fast enough to slide in and have a turn before I land a hit. You see this thing flying, but Zebulon, you are fast. You got those those instincts. Only issue is I don't have my laptop tonight, so I don't have roll 20 up. You don't need it. Theater of the mind, baby. Okay. We got this. There's a stomach, there's a hand, there's a jewels, there's a Zebulon. We don't need anything else. Let it all fade away. So, I don't know who's next to me or if I'm next to anybody. Uh, everyone is basically surrounding at this point. I think, okay. like, you're staying next to Jules, and the hand is right in front of Jules, launching at him. Gotcha. So we're talking sneak attack. Sean Franklin is right beside you. Chester is right beside Jules. The four of you are lined up in front of this body as it erupts, basically. All right. Um, yeah, then... then Zeb's going to take a swing at this guy, at this hand, hopefully land some sneak attack damage. All right, give me that attack. Uh, First swing is just a nine. Just a nine. Will not hit. It's too quick. Go for the other hand. 
That's uh, 21. That will hit. All right. Two swords go out. First one misses. Second one connects. And since I'm five feet from Jules, I get my 2d6 for sneak attack. Yeah, this thing, you caught this thing in the air off guard. Give me that sneak attack. This feels weird. Yeah, some, something's something's odd. And, it, and, and it's just a detached hand? It's literally just a, a hand. Looks like a human hand. Um, and you can't see a lot of it because it's so covered in just like uh, oh, blood it's not, from ripping out. It's not out yet? No, it's out, but it is a hand on its own, severed at the wrist, launching out. What? Yeah. That's a really bad roll. That's a, a two and a three and a one. That's nine. With a nine, this thing's launching out towards Jules. Your blade hits it and cleanly severs through, fingers <laughs> disappearing. Um, not disappearing, fingers falling apart, <laughs> landing in the mud all around. No blood. This hand is... How much HP did it have? Because what I meant to say was six. Still. Okay. You hit this thing with this attack, and even though you feel like you didn't connect very, very strongly, it was enough to just obliterate the singular hand. What the fuck was that? Did you guys just see that? And Zeb's standing with his one of his swords pointed at the body that it came out of. He's not letting his guard down yet. You're watching the fingers uh, that came off the, the, the sort of main part of the hand of the ground start twitching. The hand, is, I think it still has a thumb on it, and it's like twitching, twitching. And then slowly the twitching starts to stop and slow, and it settles. I think Jules is still on the ground, just... <laughs> and then he's going to kick the hand, kick what's left of it. <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> Holy shit. Jules, hey, hey, you okay? Hey, hey! Chester's grabbing onto you, just kind of trying to steady you. The fuck was that? John Franklin's poking at it with the back of his pole arm, his spear, and he's just staring down. Indeed. What the fuck? Tungsten, did you did you see that, Tungsten? Um, at this point, I'll say Tungsten's just getting the horses under control, jumping off, and running your way. Just like, I, I didn't. I, what the hell? I see. It's worse than I thought. Oh, hang on a sec. Um, worse than you thought? What did you think? Uh, Tungsten, before answering, basically reaches over and puts a hand out on Jules. Just hold still, all right? And I'm going to cast... What are you doing? Uh, what are you uh, doing? I'm going to cast Cure Wounds. Hey, yo. Oh, thank you, Tungsten. The reason it's pulling up Sacred Flame instead of Cure Wounds, which is not helping me at all. You Don't know? cast Sacred Flame <laughs> I'm going to cast Jules. Sacred Flame on Jules. Make a next save. <laughs> Oh, that's six points of healing on you. Okay, something. Now, I can do two more if anyone needs it. Zeb, you all right? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm somewhere around halfway. I guess I could give you a little, little top off if you don't mind. They reach out. Ooh, way better. That is actually ten points. Oh, damn. Damn. That's excellent for me. Chester didn't get hit, so Chester doesn't need anything. All right. I don't think so. I have to double check. It, it, I don't know if, if John Franklin doesn't need it. I would be happy to take the other one. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, that's fine. John's at 13 out of 24. What are you at? 7 out of 14. Okay, yeah. Let's, uh... Yeah, it just looks worse, so. Again, tongues of reaches out. <laughs> A warm light pulses through you, and uh, that's going to be another 7 on Jules. All right, I'm full. So, so, David, what should I roll 
an investigation? Should I roll medicine on this weird, creepy, dead zombie hand? This would actually fall under religion. But I'd also huh. be Just interested as bad. in... I, I'm, I'm curious to know what Tungsten yeah, has to say about this. What's yeah. Tungsten's religion bonus? <laughs> you can actually give me a few things. Uh, religion will give you information on the creature in general. Investigation gives you a little extra information on the, the scene and situation. Um, things like that. Where is sound pukey girl when you need her? <laughs> little religion joke. Jules got a 12 on religion. <laughs> the, yeah, I got, like, nothing, so. Damn it. Um... Jules with a 12, and maybe this is something that you're you're somewhat accustomed to anyway uh, because of your upbringing. But you do recognize this was an undead creature. Sometimes these things can be attributed to necromancers, basically a, a sort of lesser summon to dead, uh, known as a crawling claw. The hand is something severed, uh, but brought back to life and able to act on its own. What the hell's an undead doing here? Tungsten, what's going on? Uh... Tunks is just staring down at it. What do you know oh. about this? Right. Sorry. And sorry I couldn't help back there. I, I had to keep the horses from stampeding. I don't know if y'all know, but horses in check can be very dangerous things. Oh, we know. All right, yeah. But hey, and uh, they do pull up uh, the diamond again. I got it, if that matters. I mean, as, as long as we get out of here, that'll be, uh, that'll be a great help tungsten but um no no insight as far as what the hell is this thing i got insight it's nothing nothing concrete nothing nothing to tell us exactly what we're dealing with here but have y'all ever heard of the shadow fail v-e-i-l f-e-l shadow fail it's a lot to get into here but i'll explain when we get moving again first things first and Tungsten looks over at the the horse corpse, the one uh, laid out against a, a stone about 30 feet off from where you stand off the side of the trail, where blood is splattered black in the moonlight. That looks fresh. Probably Lady Dre's. Well, she um, couldn't have gotten far then. And Tungsten begins to move towards the that corpse. You guys want to make any checks? Tungsten will assist you in any check you make. So you'll have, um, one of you will have advantage. Survival would be a good pick here, or investigation, potentially. Um, yeah. Zeb will roll investigation, see if we can find anything to actually follow. (laughs) Jesus. Uh, no good for Zebulon. You can roll, so investigation will tell you more about what happened to the horse itself. Survival will let you see if there's any tracks. You can roll survival as well. Okay, oh, perfect. Sure. I just rolled a nat 20 on investigation. Oh, Okay, nice. you got that. You can take advantage on survival because Tungsten's looking for tracks as well. That's very generous. You only get one, but... Like, oh, my God. What's that? Another 20. Holy crap! So, what, you not going to say it? Yeah, we're both covered in crit. Oh, there you go. Thank you. Yeah. I was waiting. <laughs> we're a God, couple you of, know I couldn't keep going without it. A couple of, a couple that, of crit. Yeah, that was kind of like, like when you go in the bathroom and you have like crit wars. And you, yeah, and you, take a, stalls. you take a crit with your buddy. Yeah. I regret everything. <laughs> one so cheek. much regret. <laughs> one cheek apiece. So, so much regret. <laughs> Start with investigation. You can tell that this thing was killed by the same coyotes that attacked you. Uh, the horse was apparently torn. Looks like it had been traveling on the road. Um, when these things attacked, it probably they probably came in from the south, which made this thing veer off to the north. It got closed in 
Um, and you could see basically the way the blood splatter was like surrounded by these things that all kind of jumped on it together and ate the corpse down to the point where there's mostly bone. There's some meat low, low down, but it is um, fresh kill. With your 20 Zebulon, you and Tungsten do find tracks, boot tracks. Uh, looks like they leapt over the stone itself, over the boulder to the other side, and very subtly start to move into like brush, into where tracks can be lost. How high was that boulder? It wasn't huge. And like oh. whoever did it was on horseback when they jumped off. Oh. The horse went down. The rider basically like grabbed onto stone, leapt over, landed on the other side, and moved away. And you do not see Dire Cody tracks following that path. Looks like they managed to basically use or lose the Dire Coyotes at the cost of the mount. Um, and speak- actually, very quickly, when you see that. Tungsten smiles and says, You know, I had a hunch. I knew it. Would you know that Lady Dre was alive? And Tungsten just looks at you with this sort of knowing smile and says, Little big for women's feet, ain't they? Well, I think that's kind of rude. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't spend too much time looking at their feet. I mean, my feet are pretty small. (laughs) People come in all shapes and sizes. Tungsten, I think we need to sit down and have a conversation. <laughs> all right. Say what you will. Say what you will. We just did. <laughs> you want to say something? What are you going to What are you going to say? I cut you off. <laughs> um, where, where? So you said these tracks continued on. It, did the direction they continued is it a, a direction that the horse could follow? It is. Looks like it is traveling parallel to the road, but off oh. the main road where they can stay. Gotcha. Uh, secret. Heading towards Cradle Ace Lake. So, um, Lady Dre is continuing on. I mean, we can, at this point, we could probably catch him. You say him. <laughs> I said, <laughs> Tugs the smiles. E-M. I said, okay. E-M, catch him. Catch them. Well, now that whole thing has to stay in there. <laughs> so, the, so the listeners don't actually think that you said him. You can probably catch him. Because it sounded like him to me. Oh. Say him, just like this, like glaring at you. Just say it. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Real gotcha journalism at its finest. Um, Tungsten moves away from there too, and like moves over to like the the fallen horse in front. Shit. I'm I'm really sorry, Tungsten. Um, this isn't this isn't what we wanted. Just like quiet for a moment. Then what am I? What am I doing? I, mean, I want this song so bad, but this is bad, isn't it? This is real bad. Um, yeah, Tungsten, this is this isn't safe. What we're doing. That's that's why we're here. And Lady Dre, she's in real trouble, and maybe more than that. This and points the the, the severed hand off behind the wagon. This ain't isolated, is it? This is something big. Well, I guess I guess we don't really know that yet. But Tungsten, we're we're out here risking our lives. This isn't to be taken lightly. They just nod. Right. Okay. I'm a proclaimer of the Covenant Gods. First and foremost, I need to offer aid and succor to those in dire straits. I I want this story and No, no. When this is over. If y'all want to tell me everything, you can. If y'all want to tell someone else everything, you can. It's fine. But I'm with you. If y'all have me, I'm with you because this is my job. 
You are not obligated to risk your life to go with us. I'm afraid we disagree on that. We, we can't guarantee your safety. That's fine. Though, and looks back at the wagon, only one mount. We ain't all riding anymore. Percy here can pole on its own, but not a full wagon, just empty. Well, I guess we um better hurry to try to catch up. Um, Tungsten, can you speed ahead and try to catch up to Lady Dre and maybe slow her down? Honestly, with just one mount, I think we're all going the same pace. On these roads, you see, like, the roads are rough, just filled with holes, filled with water. Um, even walking is not going to be fun. What if, we, what if we leave the carriage here? You just go on horseback. We can. It's your call. I, f- I just, like, feel like my human side feels like the carriage provides some sort of safety, some sort of shelter, but... You're not wrong. If you want right. to take a long rest again, you might want to keep this carriage. Yeah, that's fair. And with with Lady Dre being what three or four hours ahead of us, I'm not sure if if just Tungsten alone is going to catch up to her. And even then, what is Tungsten going to do? It, it was just an option. <clears throat> yeah, so no, no, no. Threw it, it out there. One that I'm still wrestling with. Sure. But, but it feels like the smartest option is to just travel together. Yeah, I think you're right. With the carriage. I think you're right. Um. All right. I can. Uh, <clears throat> I I can stand out front and. Lead the way. Make sure everything's um, make sure everything's safe. Jean, maybe you can maybe you can take up the rear. Very well, I shall do so. Spins a spear. He's in serious mode. He's very happy to get off that damn wagon. <laughs> <laughs> no, no more throw-ups or, thro- uh, or throws-ups. Much happier on his two feet. And so the wagon begins to move. Tungsten bids a, a final goodbye to their fallen horse. Just like, sorry, Audrey. A good mount, good lady. I'll bury you later. I promise. Begins to lead the remaining horse. Zebulon scouting ahead. John Franklin at the rear. Jules and Chester, I imagine, walking side by side with the with the wagon. Yeah. As I, th- you go. I think we're on the same side. Okay. As each other. Hell yeah. As you move tungsten. Again, quiet for a moment, getting their thoughts together. Then, now, this ain't something they make mention of on that fancy crystal network of yours, right? I think it ain't something the speakers for the ancestors want in the open. Paints a dangerous light in all the worlds, not just mine, not just God's breath. You, you mean this has been happening, and and the speakers know about it? Oh, they know. They gotta know. Most of us here know. The rattle ain't just some dangerous place just because. Like all things, there's a reason for it. Now, I mentioned the Shadowfell. This is another plane. It's a plane overlaying the material plane we all live on, right? Every one of our worlds all exist in a plane known as the material plane, where all other planes of existence sort of coalesce. You have the elemental planes. Fire, water, air, and earth. They feed into us. They feed into this world here. Give it shape and form. You have the higher planes, ideals, evil, chaos, law, and good. And they feed into this world as well, into the hearts of all men, women, all folk, all monsters. There's other planes too, strange ones. Feywild, where strange, magical whimsy rules all, and 
brilliant color paints the sky and the opposite, the Shadowfell, the land of nightmares, a dark world overlaying our own. Normally these plains ain't something you can easily reach out and touch, right? Crossing them is hard, especially here in these worlds of ours, but for some reason God's breath seems to be merging with the Shadowfell, slowly overtaking it. I told you before, the rattle was smaller. This farm we're heading to was in the ribbon before. But it's spreading out. And you've seen how the soil in our lands isn't growing. A lot of people say it's because of the Shadowfell. The land of death seeping into our ground. Even where we're safest. Nightwater Cove. If you really look at those waters, you see how dark they are. You see they're hiding things. Dark things. So if this has happened, then why isn't anybody doing anything about it? Yeah, how come How come they haven't sent luminaries to come Yeah, come well, deal with this? What's to say this is just going to stop with God's breath? Now, I can't speak too much for the other worlds, but from what I understand, this ain't, this ain't just a God's breath problem. It might not be the Shadowfell, but I've heard word that the other worlds, they're getting changed too. By other planes. Jules, I want you to make me a history check. That's a 14 on the die plus 2, 16. I was looking for a 15. Oh, nice. Score. This actually rings a bell with you, this conversation. And your mind wanders back to, to maybe something you've overheard from your parents. How fortunate they were on, Go- uh, on, uh, on uh, Tythos. Because... Tythos lands were were abundant with minerals, with gemstones, with mines filled with all sorts of gems, diamonds and the like. The exact gems that the crystal network is sort of based on, what it's founded on. Each world has a corresponding gemstone that needs to be mined and shipped to that world in, in, in massive quantities to create the projectors that gain signal from the, the auroral diamond itself. And recording diamonds... You need a good, solid, uh, 300 gold at least worth diamond to, to, to basically transform into that. And all this stuff, uh, Tythos was the primary supplier for all the worlds. And you remember hearing your parents talk about how they were gifted all this by a connection to the elemental plane of Earth. The, the supply of gemstones would almost, like, refresh in time. It never stopped. While Godsworth seems to have gotten the, the raw end of the deal, Tythos maybe also have a, had a similar situation, a similar uh, connection to one of these outer planes. And Tythos made good on it. I mean, you've seen the City of Towers. And from what you heard, this is what made that, that economy possible. So if Tythos had a connection to the Earth plane... If God's breath has a possible connection to the Underfell, uh huh, Shadowfell, Shadowfell, uh huh, and we ran into those awful, horrible, miserable Fey on Subsunko, uh huh. That's three worlds, yep. three, pl- three planes. Hey, uh, <sighs> Steven, take this button. <laughs> Good stuff. The Feywild does have a connection to Subsunko. And actually, I want you to roll a history check as well, Zebulon. Oh, this will go well. Two on, two on the die, minus two. 
Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> History what? It's like it's H- great because there's y- Zebulon himself S- was essentially C- told something E E earlier in the show, but R I <laughs> History. Yeah, so you you hear all that. Ward goes quiet for a moment. Just nods. I don't know how it stops. And we've had occasional undead wandering out from from the rattle. But those men with bloody eyes, that was new. That was something bad. Is it somebody doing this, or is this just happening? You know, it's hard to say. I mean, I believe there are good presences out there watching out for us, and maybe there's evil ones too. I mean, the Covenant Gods, they they brought us here to these lands so long ago, and I won't believe that they knew this was coming. I think this is something they hadn't foreseen. And that's why we make our songs and our stories, because we hope, we hope to bring them back. I'm, I'm glad we're here, Jules. Maybe, maybe we can figure it out. I mean, I'm not going to say that we're the cream of the crop, but I just... I don't understand how, how the other luminaries, how, how Atash, how Shole can let this go on if they know about it. It feels like we're the only ones trying to do something about it. It's, it's not fair. It's legitimately very strange because something like this should be out there. We have, you live in a, a society with this network that connects all worlds where information can be shared freely between all worlds, why weren't you aware of this? Send them all over, for sure. I guess we just really have to find Lady Drag, because I'd like to know what she has to say about all this. Thompson just nods. Gotta find her. Some stories, they, they deserve an ending. And they look at you, just right into your eyes, and say, and good folk they deserve to move on when you find Lady Dre y'all should tell her that well that sounded kind of cryptic what did, what did you mean by that I was trying to sound cool why, why do you gotta, why do you gotta call it out and it just sounded like you knew something more than you were letting on yeah. yeah yeah I mean I got my suspicions about Lady Dre I mean y'all can keep hiding it well I think that was part of the deal that we made a couple episodes ago you still haven't told us what you know. You know, people, uh, sure, people deserve to move on. But they, <laughs> God damn it, now I'm trying to be serious. <laughs> Steven, damn it, Steven. <laughs> Give me that button back. Hey, Zebulon, uh, Zebulon asked them, said, hey, we'll share our story with you if you tell us about Cully, yeah. Cully Sr. <laughs> and that never happened. <laughs> so, anyways. <laughs> I mean, I mean, sure, people deserve to move on, but it's pretty fucking sad that that they have to move on. That this life can't be a place to stay, but it seems like it's getting ruined by something or someone. Well, that's a metaphysical argument that I am not emotionally or mentally prepared to have. Come on, Zeb, let's get super serious. <laughs> Come on, we have we have not had a deep discussion yet. Let's go get high. I mean, I'm gonna look be at honest. the stars. I'm gonna be honest. I think that that the the fleeting uh, life is, is what makes what makes it all so special. 
Now, if y'all are looking you're, for... You're totally missing what I'm saying, though. The fact that if the afterlife is better, they deserve to move on to get away from this. Oh, oh okay. I took it differently. <laughs> Zebulon took it differently. <laughs> this is going to be so much fucking fun to edit. <laughs> God. God. Leave Jesus it in. Christ. Leave it in. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> <I> Post. <laughs> we're just going to turn... Fanny's and I are going to turn a two and a half hour long episodes because we just say, fuck it, we're not cutting anything. <laughs> we're just like trying to have like a half-baked philosoph- philosophical oh, argument. God. I just can't have a philosophical <laughs> argument with six intelligence, so. Okay. I can sell you on religion. If y'all are looking for that, higher power to look into. Covenant God, they're mighty fine. We'll, we'll talk later. And uh, you're moving on. No, we're going to sit down. Okay. <laughs> sit down and talk. We're moving on. <laughs> Come on, Tungsten, preach. And they preach as you move on. <laughs> the dense wood uh, becomes less dense. Trees become sparse as grassland once again starts to overtake. And that road you're riding on, that's the farther you go, gets less and less maintained. It starts getting pretty rough and rugged and soon you're essentially just pulling through like straight grassy field Tungsten just nods alright this is it it's what's their farmland keep up this rise and when we crest it you'll see the lake here's hoping our quarry's still there you guys stay here oh what oh. I can't hear I'm behind the wagon John. looks like you're talking John John what? John oh. John come just come closer if you can't hear. Yes, sorry. Here I am. That's the sound of turtle feet. <laughs> I wasn't going to acknowledge it, but you acknowledged it. <laughs> I was hoping that Jeremy would just cut that part. No, I saw you acknowledge oh, it with no. your face. That's in. Leave it in. <laughs> you guys stay here. I'll go take a peek over the hilltop. Sure, you don't need backup. I, I, John, John, John. You should. Zeb's got this. He's got well, it. One word, one scream, and we'll be there. Well, I mean, you're going to be able to see me. I'm going to be like. It's like a couple hundred feet, right? Fine. Very well. Go. All right. Uh, going to roll stealth for Zeb. Go ahead and roll stealth. Hell yeah. Uh, 21. You continue up the rise. Let me stop the wagon moving noise because we don't need that now. The wagon is still. You continue up the rise. All around you, you see the, the, the meadow seems like it's turned into. Like, like you can imagine, basically, where this was once uh, filled out farmland. You can see the rows and rows of vegetation, of wheat, of corn spread out all around you. As you get down low and look over the rise, you see the hill slopes downwards and you see this great black pool resting in the the middle of this land the road looks like it moved right down like what the the semblance of road you can see right down into this pool and you remember the stories about Cradle Ace Lake once a, a brilliant farmhouse and the land itself opened up and swallowed it dropped into a sinkhole filled with water a large family inside, held back by the matron of the family who did not want to be apart. They all died there. And as you stare down at this cold, 
small lake at this glassy still water as the wind blows past you. Maybe it's your imagination, but just hear a hint of a scream. And right at the base of the road, where it meets the water and vanishes, you see a figure kneeling at water's edge, straw hat by their side, just still staring out away from you towards the water. And it's still like dark, uh, you know, pitch dark around, uh, or it would be if it wasn't for these great massive moon hanging overhead. And like that lake actually glows brilliantly in this light as it's basically just catching it in the middle of the sky. That's what you can make out the shape as a silhouette, basically, against that. So Zeb, Zeb will turn around and hand motion, you know, like a follow, and he's going to move as quick as he can towards the figure. Move down, you wave to them, and you start moving down to the figure? Yeah. Crest at the top of the hill. John Franklin, Chester, Jules, Tungsten all look down at the site, Zebulon. You're moving down to this figure. What do you do? Um, if Zebulon gets close enough, he'll put a hand on their shoulder. You can feel like a great stiffness just melting under your hand. Voice just says, "You aren't. You weren't supposed to come. Not here. I thought. Thought you might just head." Back home. With all due respect, uh, Miss Oren, you don't know us very well. <laughs> Oren. The man turns his head, and he's not Storyteller Oren. He looks similar, but there's a number of subtle changes that spell out the story. This is a different man. Uh, his nose a touch smaller, his cheeks more full, his eyes larger, more watery, more weary. He looks up at the wagon coming down as it catches the light, squints for a second, maybe catches the sight of a rainbow scarf and nods. Proclaim a war, I found you. I take it if you came here, they probably told you about this place. Maybe told you the songs. Yeah, um, I don't think we would have found this place without, without them. And if you know the songs, you know me. The name's Coley. Coley Sr. This is where my boy died. It's nice to finally really introduce myself to y'all. Oh, we had some, some suspicion. The sound of the wagon grows louder as uh, you guys are about halfway down the hill. And actually, when you get around that point, uh, Tungsten pulls the, the reins, the horse stops dead, and Tungsten looks at you. This ain't my place. I want this story, and maybe I'll get it, but I ain't gonna force it. Y'all go to the man. I'll be here. I give them a nod. I turn to Chester and John Franklin. Come on, let's go. All right. Let's go. You guys move down the hill and join Zebulon and Cully. Nice to meet you, Cully. Likewise. Is, um, is this a safe place for us to talk? 
No. <laughs> I don't think anywhere is safe for me right now. That's why I didn't want you coming. I've got enough people killed in my life. I don't need... I don't need to kill y'all, too. What did you really think we were going to do when you rode off? A man can hope. Right. Maybe y'all would see reason. Though if you're keeping company with Ada, y'all can't be that reasonable. <laughs> Just like a, an empty laugh. Do, do you want to explain to us exactly what's going on here and why being around you is so dangerous? Well, I can't say nothing for sure. Honestly, when I saw that footage y'all fighting, those, those men screaming my name, all I knew to do was to run here because it's got to be here. The answers have got to be here. I was planning on looking around. Though when I got here, I just fell to my knees, frozen. But y'all came after me. Y'all deserve to know. So let me do what I do best. Let me... Let me tell y'all a story. When I was a young man, I was a bit of an adventurer. I liked stories of heroes, travelers. Yeah, I had ambitions of uh, becoming a luminary. And I knew my way around, you know, the woods, the plains. But I thought I'd change when I had a kid. But the wanderlust came back. And my Susanna, she was fine with it. Raised our boy mostly on her own. And I wasn't there when the sickness took her. Or my sister. But I came back after. And suddenly I was guardian of not just my own boy, but Delilah's girl as well, Kiana. And I didn't lie. Those two were best friends. Cully. Cully Jr. And Kiana. And I tried being a good dad. I did. I tried being present. But I wanted to get out there again. And I heard tales of this place. Cradle Lace Lake, I mean the songs. How do you not look into it? How do you not go? So I took them. Both of them here. To this damned, cursed place. It was supposed to be just a little day trip, right? A little fun adventure. I thought I could work my way around the wildlife here. I, I, I'd been doing it for years, and I... And I took my eyes off them for a second. Just a fucking second. I swear. Just want to take in the, the marvels of this land. And, and then I heard a screaming. Kiana screaming bloody murder. And my boy was gone at the lake's edge, just gone. I dug into that muddy water. I screamed. I flailed. I fought. And when Kiana and I... When we gave up and we walked on, we didn't speak a damn word. The entire trip back to promise. I don't think we could have. Our throats were just raw, bloody meat. And I left after that. I, I couldn't stand the glass nor the, the pitying looks. No old pal Ada, he just opened a, an inn on the Citadel and I went to stay with him. I tried taking Kiona, but she wouldn't have it. She wanted nothing to do with, with the Citadel. Or with me. And I can't blame her because I was supposed to be there. I was supposed to protect them. Instead, she had to watch her best friend and her cousin die. I never came back as Cully, not here. I had the hat. Little found item for one of my adventures. And I, I became Orin on the Citadel. 
and I became Lady Drey once a year back here for the Awakening Festival. Only Keanu knows about the hat, about my real identity. Keanu, I know where she is. I got that information, and I've got to go to her. I have to. And I understand you guys can leave because something is hunting for me. You've seen that. I don't know if it's some demon hunting me down for the sins of my past or it's my boy. But I gotta go. He came with you for a reason. We'll follow through. Right, Zeb? What's your reason, Jules? You son of a bitch. What's your reason? To help him. I make good. I make good on my promises. Zip. Mister Oren, this is a lot more than you led us to believe. Oh no. I'd hoped. I'd hoped Kiana was just. God, this sounds awful, but I hope she was just going mad. Something I could deal with. I'll do my best to keep you safe, Mr. Oren, or or whatever you'd like to be called, but I just want to be paid in kind. He looks at you. What do you want? I want a sponsorship. <laughs> I do that's where you were going but the way that you were leading up to it I got really scared for a second huh he just kind of like stares you for a moment then just chuckles (laughs) no Y'all know we might all die out here, right? Hell yeah. Yeah, whatever you need, I can get it. When we get back, I swear, I'll get you on the network. And if I can get you more money, use my influence, I'll, I'll do what I can to back you up. It takes real stones to do what y'all doing here. Y'all the real luminaries. Just curious, how did you get your influence? Honestly? Look... I spun some tales at Ada's pub. Got a little popular. Ada hated it. He didn't want people at his pub. <laughs> if y'all know, he tries to keep it as uh, desolate and quiet as he can, but start bringing people in and... I think we changed that for him. Yeah, that surprises me. He must like those kids. But, yeah, I got found. They brought me into the network, tried me out, and folk of the world's... Y'all know God's breath doesn't exactly play kind with all the other worlds out there. It's sort of a mystique to us, like the way we talk. So, it was easy, honestly. I told stories. I got hired. I got famous. And all this, Jester's of the Lake, fade to the background. Well, after this, um, hopefully you can stay famous and, and uh, we can, we can share in that too. Yeah. Is open. He stands up, turns back to you with eyes running with tears. 
down wrinkled cheeks was out of hand at the same time Zebulon goes to shake his hand he asks so um where's Kiana shakes (laughs) not too far actually we cut north from here keep moving up we'll find the uh, collection of farms that I know she's working for I don't know which one exactly she's on but folk there will know the one that she said Cully was that? She said he was coming. And if he came from somewhere, he must have been here. If y'all want to take a look around, I'd, I'd meant to once I, I got distracted. Can I roll a check on, on perception? Yeah, if you want to look around, look you around. can, you can uh, again, like, this will be like before, you can roll investigation, you can roll survival. Uh, both of those will give you some information. Here's what's going to happen. Tungsten, I'll say, moves down now, and there's no words between Tungsten and Orin, just like a sort of respectful nod on both sides. But they will assist you. Both of them will assist one of you. So you guys can take... Basically, how this works is you can also roll for your sidekicks in these cases. Uh, Only two people are going to get advantage from the help action that I'm going to give with my two NPCs. You can also have your sidekicks potentially give, you know, the help action to one another or however you want to set this out. Um, You can make a total of four checks here, two of which will have the help action. Survival and investigation will both be the the, the ones to try for. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Second natural 20. What the fuck? On investigation. How are you guys so good? Same goddamn check. And uh, Sakura Blossom might not be perception, but it's investigation. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> old men can investigate too <laughs> lots of good old investigators Plenty Sherlock good old Holmes investigators. yeah yeah House Doctor Who sometimes <laughs> Doctor Who depending on the season sometimes, yeah House yeah <laughs> I was just not expecting that oh fuck <laughs> Okay. All right. <laughs> um, on a natural 20 investigation, I want to give you everything. So don't worry about other rolls. Oh, yeah. Let's let's skip oh, some. For real. Fuck yeah. I, it's a nat 20. Oh, okay, yeah, that's, that's fine. I it mean, just makes sense. It is a lot of rolls. I'll take it. It's a lot of rolls. I'll take You're it. We're going to make those rolls. Hold on. Our audience wants one. <laughs> Go, all the marbles. Go make a roll. No, one, just one, one roll. I just, to want, rule I just want to get in on it as well. If it's a 20, Jeremy gets a button. All right. Oh, yeah. Three minus two. <laughs> <laughs> dirty one. And I helped. I wish it was a one so I could have done horses, but it's all right. It's all right. It's fine. You guys kept the wagon with you, which means you kept the horse around, and that makes me... Delighted. That makes that makes you exceptionally dangerous. Oh, yeah. so so dangerous. Yeah. Jules. Yes. You, without even having the help of anybody, that was your first roll. You uh, you start moving along the edge of the water, and you see something very strange. You see marks where it looks like something started to crawl out from the lake running up the muddy shore. And you see there's many somethings. Streaks in the mud, like 
fingers pulling themselves quickly up the shore. And as they kind of reach uh, just, just maybe like 15 feet or so away from the water, these marks, these fingers disappear into deep burrows like snake holes or gopher holes going deep into the ground and this is on the northern side of the lake heading north you also see in the midst of all of these something large came out of this lake must have been the size of a man you see many many prints like this all coming together dragging something and the way these marks are splayed out around this dragged form makes you think that there's many hands pulling it. The form itself is unnatural from what you can tell. Something shambling, writhing. And it too vanishes into a burrow heading north. And that's what you know. Jules is going to call out. Uh, guys? Guys, what is it? What do you got over there? Hey, uh, Jules, what's up? You're going to want to see this. All right, I'm coming. Come on. Chester's running. I'm also coming. Chester's running over. Oh, he sounds like John Franklin. John Franklin does this. Turtle feet on the shore. Look. Orin and Tungsten both step over. Look down at it. Eyes following the the line of marks where they disappear into the ground into burrows those eyes flicker to the north right is that where we're going it's where he's waiting for us let's go and Orin just without a word begins to march solemnly under the stars up the coast across the farmlands of Cradle Lace Lake I imagine you come to. Yeah, Zeb looks down at this pretty large burrow. Whatever creature crawled into it must be fairly sizable. And he thinks about what's what's waiting for him back home. <clears throat> and he, uh, yeah, he rushes to catch up, and he, he walks right by right by Oren's side, right by Coley's side to protect him. Jules is no stranger to the darkness. He pulls right up. Chester by your side. John Franklin hanging in the rear as before. Spear out. Nervous look in his eye. And Tungsten with the carriage rattling as it goes off road and across rough farmland. And this somber party begins towards the north. Towards Cully Jr., and the horrors that await. And we'll call it there. <laughs>